0: Lord be with you, and also with you. Lift up your hearts, we lift them up to the Lord. We gather for ordered worship in the spirit of one who sang, Unite the pair so long disjoined, knowledge and vital piety, learning and holiness combined, truth and love for all to see. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We welcome you to this service of worship, this gathering within Marsh Chapel, our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and our Internet listenership around the globe now and later at WBUR.org. We invite your prayerful and material support, your written and emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of leadership and service in our midst, and as the Spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence here with us in the nave of the chapel. With the spirit of thanksgiving, we worship this day, and we are grateful for the ministry of Mars Chapel's own Inner Strength Gospel Choir, who will be singing with us in just a moment under the astute leadership of our dear friend and colleague, Herbert S. Jones. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God. May we pray, blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which you have given us in our Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. Nourished we are by friendship, nourished we are by remembrance, especially upon this Lord's Day, we recall we are nourished by the natural world around us. Howard Thurman, late at night at home in Daytona Beach, walking along under the stars, said, The ocean and the night gave me a sense of timelessness, of existing beyond the ebb and flow of circumstance. Death would be a small thing, I felt, in the sweep of that natural embrace. In the sweep of the natural embrace of our time and place, let us pause, bow for moments of prayer as the choir sings our traditional Kyrie. By thy spirit, grant us, we pray, the fruit of that spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faith, gentleness, self-control. Hear the good news. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness.
1: A lesson from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 65, verses 17 through 25. For I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. For I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. No more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it, or the cry of distress. No more shall there be in in it an infant that lives but a few days, or an old person who does not live out a lifetime. For one who dies at a hundred years will be considered a youth. And one who falls short of a hundred will be considered accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat." For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be offspring blessed by the Lord and their descendants as well. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear, The wolf and the lamb shall feed together, The lion shall eat straw like the ox, But the serpent, its food, shall be dust. They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: Thank you.
3: A lesson from St. Paul's second epistle to the Thessalonians, chapter 3, verses 6 through 13. Now we command you, beloved, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to keep away from believers who are living in idleness and not according to the tradition that they received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us. We were not idle when we were with you and we did not eat anyone's bread without paying for it, but with toil and labor we worked night and day so that we might not burden any of you. This was not because we do not have that right, but in order to give you an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this command, anyone unwilling to work should not eat. For we hear that some of you are living in idleness, mere busybodies, not doing any work. Now such persons we command and exhort in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. Brothers and sisters, do not be weary in doing what is right. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
4: Please join me in reading responsively verses from Psalm 118 with the antiphon. The Lord is my strength and my power. The Lord has become my salvation. There are joyous songs of victory in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live. And recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has chastened me sorely, but has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. And now, beloved, rise up, in body as you are able, but certainly in heart, for the singing of the Gloria Deo, the reading of the gospel, and the singing of our hymn.
1: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke, chapter 21, verses 5 through 9. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, he said, As for these things that you see, the day will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he, and he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
0: be seated let us be thoughtful in conversation this coming Thanksgiving let us be mindful of the goodness of God as sung in the psalm this morning let us be mindful of the blessings of Almighty God the goodness of God knows no limit no single season no particular admixture of victory and defeat our friends the seasons themselves and the prayerful practice of remembrance tell us this again. Let us be mindful of friendship. The friendship of Marsh Chapel is offered each Lord's Day, and each day in the Lord, first and foremost to those most in need. The physical safety of our students in all times and in all seasons stands as our highest priority in friendship. If you are a sophomore, say, and you sense you are in some need or peril, Our hospitality staff welcomes you, welcomes you in friendship. Mr. Bouchard, our chapel director, who will read in a moment a playful poem about friendship, guides a team, including one staff person related to Title IX issues, devoted to your security in use of space, in programmatic support, and in personal protection. Now, in a season when, given the events of this past week and its election, some sense possible peril, we stand with you on a daily basis, on the ground level, in a protective posture. Let us be mindful of friendship, as was our friend of blessed memory, Max Coots.
5: Let us give thanks for a bounty of people. For children, who are our second planting, and though they grow like weeds and the wind too soon blows them away, may they forgive us our cultivation and fondly remember where their roots are. For generous friends with hearts and smiles as bright as their blossoms, for feisty friends as tart as apples, for continuous friends who, like scallions and cucumbers, keep reminding us that we've had them. For crotchety friends, as sour as rhubarb and as indestructible. For handsome friends, who are as gorgeous as eggplants and as elegant as a row of corn, and the other plain as potatoes and as good for you. For funny friends, who are as silly as Brussels sprouts and as amusing as Jerusalem artichokes. And serious friends, as complex as cauliflowers and as intricate as onions. For friends, as unpretentious as cabbages as subtle as summer squash, as persistent as parsley, as delightful as dill, as endless as zucchini, and who like parsnips can be counted on to see you through the winter. For old friends nodding like sunflowers in the evening time and young friends coming on as fast as radishes. For loving friends who wind around us like tendrils and hold us despite our blights, wilts, and witherings. And finally, for those friends now gone, like gardens past that have been harvested and who fed us in their times that we might have life thereafter. For all these, we give thanks.
0: Let us be mindful of friendship and let us be mindful of the seasons. Next week, most of us will sit before a carved turkey For many years, Marsh Chapel provided such a meal right here. Now the university itself has taken up that meal and provides it for students who are here over break along with now open housing. Your ministry, Marsh Chapel, has been such a seed-planting incubator ministry over time for service that then becomes university-wide. A Marsh Chapel Martin Luther King observance becomes a university-wide Observance. A Marsh Chapel community service program becomes a university-wide service program. A gospel group becomes a university-wide inner strength gospel choir, Marsh Chapel hosted. A Marsh Chapel Howard Thurman Room and Listening Center becomes a university Howard Thurman Center. A Marsh Chapel commitment to pastoral care over six decades becomes further embodied in behavioral health at SARP, and the Office of the Ombuds and others. Your work in incubation continues. You plant seeds, and then they grow, and they grow up and on and out, season by season. So next week, you will be at your table somewhere. Given the choices others others have made in election and selection, and given the tragic tide of white nationalism, as unchristian as it is un-American, which has surprisingly splashed upon all this week, how shall we engage in conversation with family with whom we disagree come Thanksgiving? Perhaps it will be too much this year, and silence or absence will be required. Yet it may be that the rhythms of nature and harvest will help us, It may be that the season itself, redolent and rich with meaning, may support us. It may be that the hymns of thanksgiving, hummed or remembered, may help us. You could also sing them, of course, even if you are not Methodists. It may be that prayers, like the three used year by year here at Marsh and used today, may help us feel free to borrow. Yes, our lessons from ancient scripture regularly surround us, with a thanksgiving conversation. Isaiah in hope, the psalmist in praise, the epistle in encouragement, and the gospel in patience. Even for, the, for those of us dwelling mostly in an urban setting, we can from this season, autumn, warm, mostly dry, mostly pleasant, mostly, receive such a blessing and so a sense of gratitude. That seed time gives way to harvest, as tears give way to shouts and joy. The long months of hidden growth, of change and development under the earth, are a firm reminder that the future will look different from the past and from the present. Every autumn, every harvest season, we are offered such a reminder. Let us be mindful of the good earth, of the fruits of harvest, of the fruits of years of labor and love, as one remembered in the figure of her friend, Carol Zahm, now deceased, wrote a poem prayer about a friend some years ago. It is set in Wisconsin on the family farm. Today it will be read by our university chaplain for international students, Ms. Jessica Chica. As Mr. Bouchard cares for space and safety, she cares for our international sisters and brothers. As a junior say, you might muse, isn't it wonderful That she is here in a fortnight when the ugliness of American selfishness and a shameful Christian bigotry may frighten our beloved neighbors or worse. She is here to provide pastoral care and programmatic support and administrative help for all. For those from Pakistan or Korea or China and for those who are Hindu or Muslim or Buddhist or Confucian or no religious tradition at all. In a week when students on campuses now, given the open space set out for this by a particular now victorious party and candidate, who have unashamedly ridden a wave of white nationalism, are accosted for wearing religious garb, or who are fearful for their families, one interviewed by the New York Times standing on the steps not 20 feet from this pulpit. Your ministry with and to those who are strangers in an increasingly strange land has real portent. We need someone, by the way, to endow the deanship of Marsh Chapel, a $4 million gift to make sure this sort of ministry continues in perpetuity. We need others, by the way, to tithe in support of Marsh Chapel for the year to come, to make sure this sort of ministry continues into the future. Where will your tithes go this season? It may be at Thanksgiving that the season, the harvest, nature itself will support us.
6: Sitting by my window, looking out at the field, this chair has been such a comfort for so many years. Rocking, rocking, all the children were comforted in this chair, all grown and gone now. Babies growing year after year till they could go to the field to help. The fields, so green in the spring, then the plow broke it up into beautiful brown earth, worked over and over until the seeds had a wonderful bed in which to grow week after week growing, and then the harvest. We all went to the field for the harvest, sunrise to sunset, day after day, finished at last, ready for winter. Now looking across the field at beautiful virgin snow, like watching a baby sleep, so peaceful, happy for the quiet, anxious for the awakening, start again, sitting by my window, rocking, rocking.
0: Her rocking the rhythm of her remembrance along the brown earth seems a world away from our world today, for we have been this past week through a very difficult patch. Nature may aid culture here. We will want to be somber and sober to remember that God gives the human being a rooted daily freedom, but does not then suddenly intervene to erase that freedom, however perversely, violently, or despicably that freedom is used. We will want to stand up, sit up, and take notice that liberty is only of any value within the constraints of security to enjoy it and that security is only of any value as a basis for the enjoyment of liberty itself. As people of faith, we cannot in sloth afford to be naive, refusing the dominical wisdom of serpents to hide underneath the false innocence of doves when facing hatred, religious terrorism, and nihilistic venom. Protection for the lamb requires resistance to the wolf before either determines to lie down with the other. Any any manner of bigotry deserves deserves to be met by condemnation, contempt, and resistance, and we have plenty of work to do, and let us not grow weary in the doing of it. That is, we do not want to pray, preach, sing, or proffer a kind of cheap grace, The utter realism of the Bible on the one hand and our brutal experience across many centuries on the other hand, and now including this past week, forbid it. Read again Victor Klemperer's two-volume diary, I Will Bear Witness, or the exemplary exemplary biography of Bonhoeffer, Strange Glory. In helping one another and in speaking to our children in conversation, this Thanksgiving, we can at least remind them, as one said, that they are safe and it is okay to feel sad about what has happened to others. And we can continue to support and protect our neighbors and friends of all manner of different traditions, religious and secular alike. So let us be mindful of the seasons this Thanksgiving, and let us be mindful of remembrance Howard Thurman, who was hundred years ahead of his time 50 years ago, was so mindful. Our university chaplain, Brother Whitney, will read Thurman's poem in a moment. What Mr. Bouchard brings to physical safety and what Miss Chica brings to religious safety, Brother Whitney brings in full to psychic safety. With his team and in partnership with others across the campus, he ministers, perhaps with you in your senior year, to anxiety and to depression and to all that unbalances the person. See, here, see him, hear him, and know he is here with you and for you. Thurman's poem. Today
1: I make my sacrament of thanksgiving. I begin with the simple things of my days. Fresh air to breathe, cool water to drink, the taste of food The protection of houses and clothes, the comforts of home. For all these, I make an act of thanksgiving this day. I bring to mind all the warmth of humankind that I have known my mother's arms, the strength of my father, the playmates of my childhood. The wonderful stories brought to me from the lives of many who talked of days gone by when fairies and giants and all kinds of magic held sway. The tears I have shed. The tears I have seen. The excitement of laughter and the twinkle in the eye with its reminder that life Is good. For all these I make an act of thanksgiving this day.
0: To conclude, a story and an analogy, full well knowing that all analogies stumble. The point of the parable is that there is still a future, remarkable, different, and good. We just just do not know what the future holds. In 1978, Jan and I had planned to maybe stay in New York City and there or nearby to study further. In our third year of seminary, though, we became pregnant. And then after Christmas, Jan suffered a severe illness requiring surgery. The doctor said he did not know whether either mother or child would survive the mid-pregnancy operation. By God's grace, they did. But we moved suddenly into a small church in Ithaca, New York, a congregation whose minister had run off with the organist mid-year, hence an opening, and a place where mother and coming child could convalesce and ministry could begin with some commuting for the finishing seminary and back down to New York. Now, my Korean student here in Boston tells me, Dean Hill, there are three kinds of Korean Christians, conservative, Very conservative, and very, very conservative. Well, back then in Ithaca, there were three kinds of people. Liberal, very liberal, and very, very liberal. It was 1979, and all weddings were done on horseback, underwater, out in a field, or naked. Well, that is hyperbole, but you get the point. That fall, a modest proposal to improve a road up the far hill to the hospital was met with communal outrage in defense of the squirrel population near Trumansburg. The newspaper reported that three, three people attended a hearing in squirrel defense dressed as squirrels. <laughs> that is not hyperbole, but you get the point. The next year an election was held. Its results produced in that community apocalyptic apoplexy. The president-elect Ronald Reagan. That winter in a Cornell graduate student home over dinner, we spoke in fear and trepidation of what would befall the Republic. But the host, a veteran Washingtonian, back to do a PhD above Cayuga's waters, listened and quietly, presciently replied, no, he will not trim the bureaucracy. It will expand. No, he will not eliminate the debt. It will grow. No, he will not cut taxes. They will increase. He doesn't have the power. He will shove and push that tree, and maybe one apple will fall. You watch and you wait, he concluded. You would have thought he was quoting today's Lucan little apocalypse. You watch and you wait. We left Ithaca in 1981 for pastoral visits along the St. Lawrence River, in the far north, in the bitter cold, in the barns, at milking time for ministry among farmers and truck drivers in the fire department for an immersion in non urban poverty that is poverty without electricity and without a subway along a frozen river and later for counseling with engineers let go by a failing carrier corporation prayer with factory workers disemployed by Oneida Silver and Smith Corona tearful farewells to executives leaving Kodak, in short, ministry amid the disappearance of both farming and manufacturing as the drums of globalization beat along the Mohawk. That is, our real theological education began, in earnest, going north in 1981, said Martin Luther. One becomes a theologian by living, by dying, and by being damned not by understanding, reading, and speculation. You watch, and you wait. You have faith, you have hope, and you have each other. You have faith, you have hope, and you have each other. And you have plenty of work to do, awaiting the day when the wolf and the lamb shall feed together, the lion shall eat straw like the ox, And dust shall be the serpent's food, and they shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy hill, saith the Lord. Amen.
7: Please be seated. We now come to a time of meditation and prayer in service. I invite you to assume a position that is most comfortable for you, sitting, standing, kneeling, or at the altar rail. Let us come together to reflect as the choir leads us, singing the call to prayer. finger one by one the messages of hope that awaited me at the crossroads, the smile of approval from those who held in their hands the reins of my security, the tightening of the grip and a simple handshake when I feared the step before me in darkness, the whisper in my heart when the temptation was fiercest, and the claims of appetite were not to be denied, the crucial word said, the simple sentence from an open page when my decision hung in the balance. For all these, I make an act of thanksgiving this day. I pass before me the main springs of my heritage, the fruits of labors of countless generations who lived before me, without whom my own life would have no meaning, the seers who saw visions and dreamed dreams, the prophets who sensed a truth greater than the mind could grasp, and those words would only find fulfillment in the years which they would never see, the workers who sweat, has watered the trees, the leaves of which are for the healing of the nations, the pilgrims who set their sails for lands beyond all horizons, whose courage made paths into new worlds and far-off places, the saviors whose blood was shed with a recklessness that only a dream could inspire and God could command. For all this, I make an act of thanksgiving this day. I linger over the meaning of my own life and the commitment to which I give the loyalty of my heart and mind. The little purposes in which I have shared my loves, my desires, my gifts. The restlessness which bottoms all I do with its stark insistence that I have never done my best, I have never dared to reach for the highest. The big hope that never quite deserts me, that I and my kind will study war no more that love and tenderness and all the inner graces of almighty affection will come over the life of the children of God as the waters cover the sea. All these and more than mind can think and heart can feel, I make as my sacrament of thanksgiving to thee, our Father in humbleness of mind and simplicity of heart. Amen. And now let us pray with words that your son taught us, saying, Our Father... Amen.
1: The peace of the Lord be always with you. We welcome you once again here to the Nave of Marsh Chapel and invite you to participate in our ritual of friendship by putting your name and contact information in the red books found along the center aisle of each pew, passing that book along to your neighbors so that we can get to know you better and help you get to know one another better throughout the coming week. A special word of welcome this morning to our very own Inner Strength Gospel Choir under the direction of Herb Jones. It could not be a more appropriate Sunday to have you bear the good news in our midst. I invite to the lectern my colleague Dr. Scott Ellen Jarrett for a couple of announcements from the choir.
8: Good morning, everybody. So nice to greet you and to welcome you to Mars Chapel. In particular, I have three invitations to issue this morning for three upcoming events. These invitations go to you who are here present and those of you who are listening by the Internet or the radio, including my mother, Susan, who celebrates her birthday today. Happy birthday, mom. A little license there. (laughs) There are three upcoming concerts uh, that I want you to know about, and I'll give them in reverse order. Our annual, wonderful, beautiful, necessary, vital tradition of university lessons and carols is Friday, December 9th, and that's at six o'clock here in the nave of Marsh Chapel, Friday, December 9th. Please mark your calendars. It's an extraordinarily beautiful event every year don't want to miss that. Next Sunday, same time next week, our second installment of our Bach Experience series, we observe uh, the the German setting of the Magnificat Text, Mary's Song with Cantata 10. Next Sunday, the Bach Experience happens at 945 here with the musicians and the members of the choir, uh, and then of course presented on the radio and the broadcast in our liturgy at 11 next Sunday, Cantata 10. And importantly, our guests singing this morning and her strength have their fall concert this Friday at 7.30. Uh, in your bulletins, you'll find a flyer about it, and there's a link to a website. Tickets are, the most expensive ticket is $10, but if you buy them in advance, you get a discount. So come this Friday at 7.30 and support these wonderful singers and the beautiful work that they do and provide for us all. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Scott. Moving right along to my other colleague, Jess Chica, our chaplain for international students.
6: Good morning, everyone. I have two announcements. Uh, tonight at 7 o'clock, Maxis, the MEXIS Student Association is actually hosting their Dia de los Muertos celebration. I know it's a few weeks after the traditional celebration, but I wanted to open that up to everyone who would like to remember a loved one who's passed away, to enjoy some delicious Mexican food, including pan de muertos and uh, Mexican hot chocolate. Um, and enjoy some traditional music. That'll be at 7 o'clock downstairs in the Marsh Room. Uh, Secondly, um, surprisingly enough, two weeks from today is the beginning of Advent. Uh, As in years past, we will be hosting an Advent devotional series done through email. This year, we've entitled it um, A Season of Giving. It'll start on Sunday, uh, the 27th of November, and go until Christmas Day. It'll be four weeks of devotions as well as a practical donation uh, guide. We're considering this like a reverse advent calendar, so instead of you getting a chocolate or a small gift every day as you count down to Christmas, instead giving a donation every day. Um, So each week focuses on a specific justice issue, including food insecurity, homelessness, early childhood welfare, and disaster relief. Um, we hope to connect these to nonprofit donations in uh, your local area. So in, in Boston, we're looking at the Greater Boston Food Bank, Pine Street Inn, Cradles to Cranes, and UMCOR, the United Methodist Committee on Relief. Uh, more information about this can be found on our webpage, bu.edu chapel slash life slash devotions. We're also hoping to have that posted on the main page of the chapel later this week. And you can also sign up to participate in the devotional there. Thank you.
1: For all of our upcoming services and activities, do look to the chapel webpage at bu.edu slash chapel, where there is also the opportunity for online giving. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God. O oh, ever-gracious God, these gifts are lifted in praise of your goodness. In times of hardship and uncertainty, you give us strength and stability through your love and the power of the Holy Spirit. May these gifts being offered exemplify your never-ending gratitude for your compassion and forgiveness. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.